Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, craps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. It's been a bit of a been a bit of a mixed week to be honest. I mean, last time we were here I, I was kind of bragging about getting a new five times faster fiber internet. Um and it turns out that instead of giving me internet, um, they just took everything away. Everything just went, um, yeah, they, they just cut me off. So I've been without internet for a week instead of my super fast that I was getting very happy about. But on the plus side, Ronaldo's back at United. So there's pros and cons to the week. There's pros and cons. You shake your head. This is important. This is important. I was just waiting. I was waiting for this to come. Look, I, I appreciate that United, like... Cristiano Ronaldo coming back to United. That is a big deal. My nan was a very happy lady. Dordors, oh, also known as yes. Doreen. She's a big United fan. So Dordors was loving life the other day when I gave her a phone call. Um, but uh, I went on Instagram after that was announced. And I shit you not, for probably 30 stories in a row, I saw the same picture of Cristiano Ronaldo over and over. It was worse than like... I don't know, when a skate shop's trying to get you to do a raffle for a pair of dunks or something like that, where it's just like constant reposts. It was just that, but with Cristiano Ronaldo. But uh, I'm, I'm happy for you, mate. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a big deal for you. Oh, it, it, it's a very big deal. The funny thing is, it's it was at the point that everybody was thinking he was going to go City. And our last guest, um, Brad, being a scouser, was giving me a bit of a, a bit of stick for everything that was about to happen. And oh, how the turntables have turned, my friend, because there we go. It is, we're back. It's, he is where he's meant to be. So happy, happy days. Well, Scott, talking about things that, well, going places where people are meant to be, um, I'm happy yet in a a, a slight um, delicate state today because yesterday I went to my first music festival since COVID-19 happened. It was uh, an eventful day. Um, I met the lead singer of Bombay Bicycle Club whilst trying to wait for Arlo Park to start um, and had a fantastic conversation with his mum and dad about West Ham and the fact that we shouldn't call ginger people ginger. Instead, they are Hawaiian oak or strawberry blonde. Yep, that happened. Um, I then ripped my jeans while trying to put my friend on my shoulders and spent the entire time watching the foals (laughs) um, trying to find my friend phone because he eventually went on someone's shoulders face planted and lost his phone for an hour so i feel like that was a that was a raging success that was a great first experience at a, a music festival so it was a you great had day the yesterday. full festival experience that is in like one day Jesus. as well i feel as if that's something that's something that happens over an entire weekend at a festival but like i had to condense it into a one day event so I feel as if I got my money's worth there. I got my money's worth in that situation. But uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was it was a fun day. But yeah, I'm really sorry if you're uh, listening to this because there might be times where um, I nod off ever so slightly because I'm not feeling very good today. I had one too many sherbets, I think, at the music event, um, as my dad would say, trying to be funny. He's a bit rough, a bit rough today, a bit worse for wear. Blasted. I don't know if that's a good thing, though, because normally I'm far too excitable doing these podcasts. So I feel as if I'm kind of me being a little <laughs> bit more mellowed out. This might actually be a success for once. But um, I, I think before we 
before we go into any more of my music festival shenanigans, um, I think it's probably time, Scott, to uh, maybe get our, our, our guest in for the week. Um, this week, um, we are breaking through the forbidden podcast door again, as you could say, um, as our guest is part of their own weekly uh, sneaker podcast. We have another cross-brand situation going on here. Um, if you were to look at this person's Instagram bio, uh, they are at video editor and overall ideas guy um but he's also probably someone that shouldn't be allowed to ride a bike anymore because i'm pretty sure over the last (laughs) three weeks i've heard two different stories about how he almost came off his bike and probably died so for our guest uh definitely try taking the bus in future um you know our guest as at mills gp on instagram we know him as emil emil welcome to the podcast mate hey thanks for having me how you doing mate you good I'm all right, man. I've just been uh, plowing through a roast dinner. <laughs> I was going to say, how was the roast dinner overall, if you were to score out of 10? I cooked it, so I'm going to say 10. Ah, oh, there we go. I mean, that was going to go one or two ways. It was either you've cooked it and it was great, or someone else cooked it for you, and you also had to say it was great because they might be listening to this and we don't want any sort of fallout. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do all the cooking in the house, um, so I don't think the wife would be too, too fussed if I... <laughs> well there we go that's that, that that's a win-win situation that's a win-win situation but no very happy to uh to, to have you on the the podcast mate we said before obviously we've done a couple of other um podcasts with uh, other groups like show your creps and and things like that always love the opportunity to get other um uh, other kind of groups and platforms uh, together under one roof obviously yourself being involved in the panel and we're going to get on to talking about your involvement with the panel in just a little bit but emil we always start these podcasts with a nice easy question to ease you into it i say it's easy not everyone finds it easy but tell us a little bit more about you mate tell us a little bit more about your sneaker history when did you first start getting into shoes and what were some of those early sneaker memories for you um when did I first? Boy, I, I I can't give you a definitive date or age. All I remember was it was my brother was my older brother was the catalyst um, for me getting into trainers, um, and I can't remember what year it was, but I was I was really small. I wasn't. I must have been maybe seven, oh, and wow. he was yeah he was four years older than me. What was that? You say was like he's like he's not yeah, he's still <laughs> he's four years older than me. Um, <laughs> And we, we went to the Philippines and I remember he my mum and my aunt took him to the mall and he came back and he had the, and I, I wish I knew what pair it was, but it was a pair of Nikes. They had a strap across the um, the forefoot, like right down at the end where the laces normally start okay. at the bottom. Um, and they were white and purple and black. And I can't, I know exactly what they look like, but I can't think, I can't find them, a picture of them online. Um yeah, and that was it. Was from then that I got into trainers, and he would always gas me up uh, when he saw a pair in, like, let's say the Little Woods catalog, for instance. And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, they're amazing." He's like, "If you get them, I'm gonna rip the fucking laces." I was like, oh, okay, cool. so, "Wow!" Yeah, so he dangled it in my face and then slapped me afterwards. Um, not literally, but yeah. So it was it was my brother who got me into trainers. Um, now, obviously, we're 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 here. Um, is he is he still now. big yeah. into shoes now or? He is, but he's not part of the community. He's he's got no patience for anything like this. Um, so he'll still like I, when I see him, he'll have like a, a new pair of subdued LeBrons or something that I wouldn't normally look at, but they look good and good on his feet. Um, 
Uh, yeah, but uh, outside of that, he's uh, yeah, he he doesn't get involved with any of it. He doesn't get involved with any of the raffles. Um, I think I've only helped him get a pair of trainers once. Um, but yeah, everything else, if he likes it, he buys it. He doesn't really comb the internet for any mm. any of that stuff. Complete polar opposite to me. Say, Sorry, my my roast is repeating on me. Sounds like a very relaxed lifestyle. I kind of <laughs> sometimes I look at that and think, ah, man, I wish I could do that again. <laughs> yeah. He's well. I mean, look, I, he still watches DVDs. So, yeah. old school, old school. Mm. He's probably still oh. got that Littlewoods catalogue from way back when, when he was showing you shoes. <laughs> I mean, but so, so you said there that, that there was this, like I said, your kind of introduction to um, trainers or sneakers, whatever you want to call them. Like I said, those kind of looking through catalogues and, and seeing shoes and. Uh, I know you said there was that one particular silhouette or that one particular shoe that you couldn't remember. Is there sort of like one standout one that you can remember? Like, because I, I know when I started getting back into shoes, uh, well, not back into shoes, but when I started understanding it more, I have like vague memories of certain shoes that I got bought for me when I was younger that at the time they just either had stripes on them or a swoosh and I had no idea what they were. Like, for example, I remember my mum buying me a pair of Michigan Dunks from JD on the sale when I was like, I think I was a size five and I'm now a size nine. So it shows how small I was back then. Like, are there any sort of are those kind of early memories that you have? What were the shoes that you do remember picking up? Mate, to, to be fair, growing up, the ones that, the only ones that stand out to me were a pair of Reebok black tops, a pair of pumps. Okay. Um, yeah, I, outside of that, it's, it's weird because I can't remember the trainers that I had before that one, but I remember the ones that my brother had. I remember when he had the, when he first got the um, the Harachis, the green and, what's the, what are the green and yellow ones called again? The green, white and yellow? I'm not too sure. You're not on about it's not the Scream Green. Is scream it? Green. The ones with the blue yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so he, 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 had, uh, he had those, and I remember the way that he got those was he won them through a Lucase competition when the glass, yeah, 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 the, the bottles were glass back then. And um, you had to basically um, soak the bottle in water so that the label came off. And then if you spell energy, so E-N-E-R-G-Y, then you get, then you posted the labels to Lucas, then they put you into a drawer and he won, he won this pair through them, I think. That's mad. That's, yeah. that's really cool though. I, uh, I remember once when I was in, this is again a bit of a tangent story here, but I remember um, my mum being absolutely livid with me. Seeing as for the last couple of weeks, I for some reason start telling stories of my childhood um, after the ear piercing story a couple of weeks ago. But um, the uh, I remember my mum absolutely bollocking me one summer because uh, I remember watching Fox Kids um, over the summer holidays and they were like, you know, those like cool up. Um, competitions where you can win just like loads of random prizes. I think I ran up like a four hundred pound phone bill for her trying to enter into this comp like into this competition. I would just call it over and over and over and over again. And uh, the only thing I won from it was a poster that was probably worth a fiver. So she was. I think mean, your story with the Lucas Aids competition is is far superior to mine. But um, that's quite interesting though that you were more. You can remember his trainers more than yours. Um, I suppose it makes sense if he was the person that kind of got you into shoes. I suppose you're probably constantly looking at, at what your brother had and kind of thinking about what you could get to, I suppose, maybe compete with him, a little bit of brotherly, brotherly competition or something like that. Yeah. Do you know what? Now that you say it, it is a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you, you were threatened to not have shoes on your feet by the sound yeah. of it. <laughs> 
that's like, go around barefoot or in sandals. Otherwise, that's it. <laughs> no, I tell you what. What was cool was when when um, when we were the same size because he's substantially smaller than me. But obviously, there was there was a time where we were both the same foot size. Um, yeah, so it was cool when when we got to mix and match and trade and uh, borrow each other's trainers. Um, but yeah, it was. It didn't last long. Didn't last long. And now, like you said, the uh, the student has become the master, or whatever that saying is. Like you said, if he's not into all the raffles and things like this, you have taken over the the trainer department in the family. But uh, let, let's move forward a bit to to kind of the stuff that you're into um, now, Emil. I mean, what what are some of the um, things that you've been kind of into over the last couple of years? What are some of the releases that are really kind of um, uh, you're kind of, I suppose, interested in. Um, we said earlier that you're um, kind of, for you, part of the panel. Um, I watched earlier a video that you guys did as a roundup for 2019. And what I thought was quite funny is for you, you guys all said that how this roundup in 2019, about how many releases there were in 2019. <laughs> and little did we know, fast forward to 2021, I'm pretty sure we can all probably wish for those 2019 days again, where there's, like I said, dunks every five minutes and things like this. What are some of the shoes that are getting you interested in kind of mod, uh, recent years? In recent years? Um, I mean, the, the, the shoe that got me the most excited over the past over the past two years was probably the airtune max oh, okay um just yeah just because i've been waiting for that shoe to re to to retro for for so long i had them back in two in uh, 1999 oh wow and then um yeah 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 and the air unit popped and i gave them i gave them to somebody and i fucking wish i didn't <laughs> um because yeah, then I would have I would have just soul swapped them on, with something else. But yeah, when when that shoe came out, or when I knew that that shoe was coming out, I, I made the biggest noise about it. That I'm certain everybody got fucking sick of hearing me <laughs> banging on about it. But that was that was the shoe that that really got me over the past couple of years. Um, outside of that, it's um, the 2002 R, uh, yes. the New Balance mm. one. Absolutely love it. Uh, what else was there? Mm. Oh, the um, New Balance thirteen hundred JP. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm fairly new into the thirteen hundreds. I got the Emilion Door earlier on in the year, and that was my first. Pair, that was my first pair of thirteen hundreds. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm no shame in saying that I kind of hopped on the 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 New Balance bandwagon a little bit late. Unfortunately, I had New Balances kind of when I was younger, but I didn't really know what models I was picking up. I just saw a pair on the shelves at size and was like, yeah, they're cool. I like those colours. I'll grab those. But um, yeah, the, the ALD 1300s was my first pair. And now that silhouette is absolutely lovely. Like I, I, I need too many now. What's interesting though is you've like this year and not just this year. I mean, it's been kind of happening for the past couple of years. There's been so many collab pairs of shoes and yeah. now it's like you've got triple collabs and, you know, I'm sure there'll be, God knows, quadruple collabs and whatever else starts coming out. But all the shoes you've mentioned there have been like just standalone silhouettes, yeah. kind of ones that you've been excited for, like, say, the t the tuned. Um, you know, you say people, you've been banging on about it. I bet it's quite refreshing, to be fair, <laughs> compared to what most people bang on about because people get swept up in the hype. But, I mean, what what, what are your general opinions on, like, the, all these triple collabs and stuff that's going on at the moment because it does seem to be drowning out some of the 
the other stuff, and I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> I think that uh, says it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, you know if if there, if if there's a triple co- if a, there's a triple collab design and the design it, it, and it looks sick, mm-hmm. then cool. It, it, you know, if if there's three three people, sorry, three parties involved, then fine. But if it's I don't know, like let's say for instance the um, the the fragments of Kai's that that dropped recently. Mm. Like I, I get that that fragment are known for for dropping the shoe in in white and navy and white and grey, and that's like their their signature colorway. But I, I don't know if it warrants a collab on mm. its own. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Um, I, I, I that was one of those shoes that I kind of. Um, I wasn't that fussed leading up to it, and then after it released, I really, really wish that I had a pair. Um, not because <laughs> of the not because of the triple collab. It's one of those things that actually I I would probably want to try and get that shoe and actually somehow get rid of the writing on the midsole. I'd want that to be. I, I would almost want no one to know that it was a triple collab. But that just uh, that grey and white. I mean, you're saying they're they're the kind of signature fragment colours. They work like it's, mm. it's the same as well. You're talking yeah. there about New Balance. Um, we were saying before we hit records about how a, a, a grey runner is so synonymous with New Balance. Like it's a fantastic formula. Like no one can hate a grey runner. No one can hate a white and grey mm. shoe or a white and navy shoe. Like it's you, you've got a guaranteed banger every single time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, sometimes it can almost seem like there's too many chefs in the kitchen, and actually the yeah. the message of the the shoe. Um, or the message of the collaboration gets a little mm. bit lost. Um, but what Scott was actually saying there about the fact that some of those shoes that you mentioned that you were getting um, quite excited about um, in recent years, they are more kind of retros and um, uh, GRs. Uh, a question that we asked Alex a couple of weeks ago was, um, "What is your uh, uh, what would you put on your Mount Rushmore of sneaker silhouettes? So not like sneaker collaborations or, or actual individual pairs. Um, what are some of the silhouettes that you would put as your kind of like top four Mount Rushmore? And uh, I thought I'd ask the same question to yourself, seeing as you're uh, kind of talking about some old school silhouettes that have got you a bit excited over the last couple of years. Oh, man, that's like asking me what my favorite chocolate bar is. <laughs> oh, I'm asking top four favorite chocolate bars. I'm not asking for number one, so <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> Um, oh shit! <laughs> oh man, that's painful. Um, I don't know. Oh, mate. It's tricky because there's like I mean, it's Alex gave question. some very interesting question. ones, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it it's difficult because you can go to like what your personal tastes are, but then there are some that whether you like it or not, it's almost like it has to be They're up undeniably there. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tricky one. Um, Oh man, I think definitely, definitely a Jordan One is up there. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd agree. Not, um, I'm just trying to think of what I wear. It's like I've got so much <laughs> random shit in my collection. We have all oh, these shoes man. and we can't think of what we wear. I mean, I'm exactly the same. I, I was talking with Scott the other day about how I feel as if I wear the same sh- like five shoes, but the amount of shoes that I have is just growing month by month. But uh, I think you're right. Jordan 1 has to, to be there. I think uh, when we were talking about Alex a couple of weeks ago, he was kind of making the argument that um, without the Jordan 1, he maybe doesn't think that what we're doing now is a thing. Like He put so much uh, kind of emphasis on the, the, the power of the Jordan 1 
that he thinks without that shoe we wouldn't have a community and a sneaker scene and things like that. Like that shoe kind of skyrocketed. Mm. I mean, whether you agree with that or not, I suppose is a different conversation. But I think there are some silhouettes that are so massive, um, maybe like an Air Force One or an Air Max One or something like that. Like those kind of silhouettes that stand out there within the scene. Maybe not your favourite shoe now, but they um, that they, they, they have they've had a big mm. impact over the years. But does, uh, does, I mean, it, does a dunk make it? Because yeah, with, I mean, with, with the amount of hype and stuff that's going on at the moment and like everybody craving, you'd assume it's like one of the best shoes ever made. But I'm I'm intrigued because I, I still can't decide if this dunk hype's going to die anytime soon because it doesn't seem to be, which is... It's, it's, well, I mean, it's all cyclical, isn't it? There's um, <clears throat> it, it, it comes and goes in, in, in circles. Yeah. There's um, there's a pair that I, that I dug out... Um, which is the um, the destroyer ones? Yes. Um, it, would would that say the destroyer on the back? And they've got they had when they first released when was it? Two thousand six, I think it was that they first released them. They came with a varsity jacket as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's it's all cyclical. I, I, I think I'm trying to be too anti-establishment and not saying the dunks <laughs> and the air forces and and yeah, stuff. I know. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking back, the the Dunks and the Air Forces have come in and out of my collection. I've, I've picked them up. Yeah, love them. Got rid of them because I fell out of love with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't I don't feel like I can give you a, a an answer. Um, that, that, that's yeah. maybe we'll uh, maybe we can do like a, 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 a kind of throw it up on Instagram and do like a poll or something like that mm. or a, a kind of Q and A thing it and see what really everyone else thinks. It's a really tough question though. It is re- it's it's horrible because it, like sorry. you say because <laughs> it's curling up into a ball right now and just like because it is like you said some more because it's cyclical <laughs> like you know what you what you say now might you might your opinion might change in you know a month yeah. couple of months so it's, it's a yeah it's very tricky but it's always interesting because like I say like Alex he put he had the phone posit up there um, he loved he, yeah he loved the phone posit. Um, yeah, there were some really interesting ones, but yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. Well, mate, I, I love a phone posit, but one thing I hate about them is that whenever I wore them for a whole day, my feet fucking stunk afterwards. I bet. They're not breathable. Oh yeah, I suppose like yeah, the, the the makeup of the shoe like it's not the most kind of breathable material, is it? No, no. not at all. <laughs> I thought you were about to say that like if you wore them all day, like they were really uncomfy because again, I've heard kind of mixed reviews where you hear from a lot of basketball players where they'd say like, how on earth did other players play in a phone posit because they're just so uncomfortable? But, oh, no, they're, 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 they're ridiculously comfortable. Yeah. Um, like if like you could imagine like Batman would wear a pair, like blacked out, he'd wear the pair for the day and he'd come back and be like, yeah, like my feet were cool. Like they're, they're so comfortable. They're just not breathable. So what you're saying is Batman's going to look cool kicking Bane's ass, but his feet are going to stink afterwards. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, to be fair, everyone's got their weaknesses. Batman's just got stinky feet by the sounds of things. Okay. What, but... what, 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 what do you reckon would be worse after a full day's wear, the Clot Air Max 1 or a foam posit? You're going to get that sweaty clot or a sweaty foam posit after a full day's wear. Because at, oh, at least with the foam posit, you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, at least with the clock, your ankles don't get sweaty. True, that's true. That's true. 
You see, you know what? Like I've seen pictures of that clot, and it looks amazing. Like it just every time I see a picture of that clot, top down, so like it looks incredible with the people mismatching their socks. But I am of the opinion that all of these pictures are taken literally just as they step yeah. outside the house. This isn't after they've gone out for a couple of hours and come back because I'm sure they don't look like that. <laughs> It'd be a very different picture. Very, very different picture. But uh, before all of a sudden now we're talking about how smelly Batman's feet would be and whether which one would smell worse, the clot or the uh, foam posit. So I'm going to try and bring this onto another topic before this goes down some weird kind of rabbit hole. But um, uh, we said earlier in your in the intro for you, Emil. Uh, obviously, you do um, a lot of kind of uh, videography and, and and editing and a lot of visual effects, and you've been working with some. Um, amazing brands on various projects um, uh, kind of recently I've seen it kind of across your Instagram you've done things with Jason Mark you've done things with Attitudes you've done things with Offspring and and a few more companies as well Um, how did that all start Uh, have you always had kind of an interest in the the videography and uh, uh, kind of do you think that um, now with things like social media and Instagram uh, we're starting to see a, a, a much bigger emphasis on uh, visual effects and things like this because it seems to be that you see so many people now doing things like videography and it's amazing like it's become kind of uh, uh, an art in itself on, on social media but how did that kind of start with you and, and how do you think kind of social media has impacted that space um, in, in terms of actual videography and um, and just taking videos um, that, that started when we first started the panel really um, it was it was a mate of mine his name was oh and um, he basically used to come to to our events and film them for us. Um, and then sadly, he passed away. And then, yeah, and when when he left us, I, I I picked up the camera and just started not his camera, obviously like my camera, yeah, yeah. but started um, started getting into it a little bit more. Um, and then the the stuff on um, on the Instagram with all the visual effects that was at the start of lockdown, where I was just sitting home and being fucking bored. And then thinking, um, what can I do to to just start having fun with 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 um, with the videos and content? So I was, oh, what's the guy's name? Is is there's a French guy on Instagram? His name is Traumanesia, and his is okay. his, his content is friggin' amazing. And I'm I'm you know I'm I'm not so up myself to say that I I catted him a bit because I catted him a lot. But you know, um, art is stealing other people's shit. Yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah, oh, no, 100%. Um, yeah. But yeah, off off the back of that, um, just taught myself how to use After Effects and Premiere Pro properly on um, on YouTube, and then yeah, it, it just it just went from there. You you've done some really, I mean, some of the stuff that really really stands out to. To, to me the work that you've done over the last however long like i said year or so that you've been doing the the effects um all of the videos that you do with uh is it jo- jojo the beat maker and attitudes and kind of these attitude things have like become a, a thing of their own i know i kind of made a little dig earlier about uh uh, kind of SB dunk raffles where you have to kind of repost and give over your kind of national insurance number and things like this to get a pair of shoes. <laughs> but like so the, these videos are just absolutely next level. How on earth did that start? And do, are you involved in any of the kind of, uh, I suppose, creative process of actually coming up with the ideas? Because some of them have been absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> um, in the same way that, pre-recording this 
today we we were just bantering with each other um myself and and jojo would just banter and talk absolute shit to each other and then we'd have these crazy ideas um and think back to let's say um like cult classic movies for instance where something crazy would happen like back to the future for instance um so yeah off what happened? Me, me, Dwayne, so Van Wiljams and Jojo just randomly made a Back to the Future video for Back to the Future that they uh, one year, and then um, Alvin from Attitude saw it and he was like, "Mate, you guys are you guys are a laugh. Let's do something." So then we started doing the promo videos from for for him from there. But as far as the the actual creative process goes, Alvin will have an idea. And then me and John will just take it on the complete tangent. And then Alvin will be like, you two are fucking nuts, but let's roll with it. And then <laughs> yeah, it just goes from there. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it, it makes um, it, those videos, um, I think everyone can probably uh, agree with this. It makes those types of raffle systems um, a little bit more bearable because you can appreciate the kind of artistic behind. I'm not obviously knocking any other um, skate stores because obviously the SP dunks at the minute and just SPs in general are just going absolutely nuts. So we have to do all of these kind of raffle systems because what, what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Say first come first serve and with a pandemic going on, just people will go absolutely crazy. So there yeah. has to be all of these kind of raffle systems. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when it is just, oh, tag three people and repost this when it's when you are tagged in these videos or these little skits or whatever it's quite it's cool to appreciate the fact that it's some funny like video right. attached to it or there's a little bit of artistic um kind of thought behind it so um i suppose yeah it, 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 it's cool to see what you guys That's are doing cool. and uh, look look forward to seeing uh, more of those in the future but oh, um that. But, uh, of course, one of the things that we have to talk about, uh, Emil, having you on the podcast, something that you've referenced and we've referenced numerous times, is your involvement with the panel. I think a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast will know who the panel are. Um, there might be some people that don't know who the panel are. We do have a, a mostly UK audience, but we do have a few international um, listeners. So I suppose for the audience, if they haven't, or, or listeners, um, if they've never heard of the panel before, do you want to just give a, a brief overview as to, to, to who you guys are, what you do, a bit of a history, how you started? Um, yeah, so the, the, the panel is made out of made up of five guys. So myself, um, ooh, who's in, oh wait, ooh, myself, Rain, Wayne, <laughs> Henry, and Stevie. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Shh, don't tell the others. We'll cut that. We'll cut um, that. <laughs> Yeah, but there, so there, there's the five of us. And uh, the, the whole point when we started was, we started back in, when was it? 2017. Mm. It, was a, it was the end of the year that the that the, the first 10 um, dropped. Yep. And we, we we went for a piss up just by Carnaby Street. And we, we just all started talking about trainers. And yeah, you know, it, it reminded us of, of a time previously where, um, you know, we had the Crooked Tongue, barbecue, Crooked Tongue Barbecues, for instance. And um, yeah, people just coming together for trainers um, and just to just to just to vibe with each other. So that is essentially why why we started doing what we're doing is just to put the enjoyment back into trainers, meet up with each other, foster connections and and relationships. Um, and yeah, just put the fun back into it because it was it was such a weird time um, back in 2017 to 2018. People were queuing up for trainers, but it was like it seemed like nobody was enjoying it. Um, you know, I think that was the turning point as well, where you had 
a new breed of 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 collectors like obviously you, you had your people enjoying it and then you had more people who were coming in just to turn over a profit you know fair dues if that's if that's your gig isn't it like i mean yeah i've i've seen people who who i knew were 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 dealing unsavory green leaves um and now they they don't do that and they they resell trainers because it's more profitable like fair enough in it if, if it's if it's making you do something more legal then you know but I, yeah the, the the whole point sorry i've gone on off on the no, tangent no, 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 the whole point no, it's, it's a good tangent. It makes sense. It's quite interesting, actually. I've never actually heard anyone say it that way. I suppose it is something that for those people that maybe were uh, selling something that they shouldn't have been selling, um, at, at least their uh, at least their profits from flipping the pair of trainers. At least that's something that you can tell the tax man about. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've never thought of it that way. That uh, like you said, it's it, people were getting into. And we all talk about resellers, but that's it, it's quite an interesting way you've put it there. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was crazy, and there were there were a few guys that I don't know if they were lying to me. I can only take them at face value. But yeah, they told me that they stopped dealing so that um, because they they were turning over such a successful profit in sneakers. That's absolutely crazy, and I think it's cool that, that you guys having that um, I suppose thought process behind the group of we just bring we want to bring a little bit of fun back into things and you've obviously got involved with um various projects with offspring and, and, and things like this and and lots of other things that you guys have uh, that you guys do I mentioned earlier about your uh, kind of 2019 roundup like you guys have put together um, mm. you have your own website and videos and, and loads and loads of cool content there um you guys do the um sunday discussions and the uh, clubhouse on a wednesday mm-hmm. um i suppose those Sunday discussions, who comes up with the questions? Um, you might say that in the posts, but where on earth do all those things come from? Because sometimes they're very random and uh, sometimes they're obviously very topical with, with recent news and things like this. But I swear, I don't always answer all of them. Um, but r- scrolling through those comments on like a Sunday morning or like Sunday afternoon... Um, always a good read if anyone doesn't check those ch- check out the sunday discussions mm-hmm. funnily enough on a sunday um <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that one it's it's, it's great just to kind of get involved and, and, and scroll through the comments but like what's the the process of the some of the content that you guys put out there on a weekly basis so for the for the sunday um for the sunday post it's normally henry that heads that up so blacklisted um and what he'll do is he'll go through the Facebook page and see what people have been talking about and then collate the information and chuck it up on there. Um, and then sometimes the other guys will just chip in and say, hey, can you make sure you put this in as well? And and he'll do that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is like some of the questions, it's really easy to get deep on them. And then you, oh, before yeah. you know it, you've spent 15 yeah. minutes trying to write something. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah it's, it's, some, it's a lot. Sometimes <laughs> it is just like a matter of, like again kind of on topic to what we're saying one minute it'll be like what's your opinion on reselling and the next thing it'll be like do you like this shoe like it's it's mm-hmm. either block paragraph essay answers or it's just like yes um <laughs> or yes or, or no or it's okay um it's, it's, it's a really really good um a really really good kind of read and and, and always a good discussion it brings a lot of people Mm -hmm. together as well because having it in that open format of um instagram and in the comments and things like this it allows like you were saying there um it allows 
that fun because you can yeah. kind of you see in the you see in the comments like people going back and forth with a little bit of banter and some kind of light-hearted jabs mm. at each other with their answers and, and things like this so it does kind of bring back that fun um a, a, as you were saying before but um talk to us a little bit about the clubhouse stuff so uh, I, I don't know i can't remember exactly when you guys started the clubhouse i've tuned into a, a kind of sporadically over the last i suppose year or so that you've been doing that or however long you've been doing the clubhouse for but um, talk to us a little bit about how that started um, uh, and kind of why Clubhouse? Why that kind of live environment and getting people involved rather than, say, something like what, what we're doing or other platforms do as, as like a, a podcast or Instagram live, perhaps? So, um, well, I mean, when we first started, um, we, we initially started by getting people together and talking about trainers in person. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel yes. like that was that was in person. God, do you remember that? Well, that it was because um, you did. I think it was it 2019 as well, where you did a discussion, and it was literally everybody sat in a circle, um, and you had loads of different people. I know, like Danny uh, from the Annex was there. Alex Vass, I think, was there. Um, loads of different people from a lot of different aspects and like different areas of trainer culture in particular. Um, and like I say, I, I love those videos. I think, the, was it the only only the one that happened? Because I, well, I guess 2020, you weren't able to do it. Um, those live discussions, the, the one in 2019 was actually the last one that we did. Um, but yeah, the, the, the whole point was just to get as diverse a crowd as, as we could. Mm. Um, and the, the only thing, like my only, the, there's only two things that, that um, two regrets that I have about that. It was one that I was very drunk on the day. Um, and two, we had quite, we, there was a few, few there was a few females that we'd, um, that we'd invited as well, but, uh, for, for some reason or another, they, they couldn't make it down in the end. Mm. And, um, it, it didn't give the best representation of, of the way that the sneaker community was going at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, that was the last one that we did. Uh, yeah, I think we've really done good. three prior to that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the clubhouse, obviously we couldn't do that through lockdown, yeah. so, but the clubhouse was another avenue that we could bring people together and get people talking. Um, and yeah, it, it just seems to have taken off like every, every Wednesday now. I, did, I didn't think that, um, people would, would, would lock in so not religiously for, for lack of a better word, but yeah, I, I didn't think people would like lock in so, so regularly and frequently, but yeah, here we are. It's, it's interesting. Cause I think like now, like with the you know the sunday discussions and with obviously clubhouse from what i guess the community was back in 2019 to what it is now it's changed a lot like quite yeah. dramatically and there's a lot of younger people coming in um you know and a lot of older people coming back as well and it, i'm you know it's a good time to have like I say these discussions and get people's opinions on things because it, it's it's probably more diverse now than ever um, and I'm sure from what, if you'd have done this, you know, like say the post years ago and what it is now, it'd be very interesting, even if you put out the same questions to see what the answers were, because I bet they'd be so different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, the the, the, the fact that it's changed so so much is, is just a reflection of, of how how quickly the, the, the sneaker, um, the whole sneaker bubble has, has grown, mm. um, you know, and it, it's great because there's, there's so many new people bringing in so many new ideas and so many new opinions. Mm. And there's so many different stories now to share. Like you've got people who've just come in and they, you know, there's somebody who told me that they, they got into sneakers because um, they, they found a photo of their granddad um, 
wearing something that he thought was cool. And this mm. guy's like 16. Um, mm, and then there's cool. the older guys. Yeah, mate, it's, it's fucking sick. Um, then there's older guys who, like you just said, Scott, that, that they, they left and then started coming back into it. Mm. Um, one guy I know, he, he basically sold everything, um, bought a house, um, and then he got sucked back into it just because um, a trainer that he had um, 10 years ago, no, was it 10 years? Shit, what trainer was it now? But yeah, there's a trainer that re-released and he bought it and then saw that the, there's a whole community that that had evolved mm. and that's why he got back into it. Yeah, it's funny because it's like, it, I guess being into trainers, at, you know, at a point was you were in the minority and now it's become very mainstream. And I mean, I just, I mean, I was out and about today just going to get some shopping. I was walking around Asda and I had my um, Air Jordan 3 Black Cements on. I'm walking around and this kid came up and like I could see him just I like just looking at me he must have been 12 13 years old and I looked down and he had some Jordans on but they were like you know they're like the proper cheap Jordans like they're no no it's just a kid's Jordan There's like a team s- Jordan type yeah, thing, yeah 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 um entry entry level yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he he I could just as I walked past him he literally was like t- looking at his dad and he was like daddy's got real Jordans on and it's just like, and I'm like, you're 12, He's 13 years old. Jordan, I know. So. I was like, I mean, don't, I mean, I'm sure your dad's paid good money for those things. So let's not, but it, it's weird. Like I see, even seeing them at that age, just being like looking at shoes and being like, oh, wow. Like it's such a big thing now and become way more, I guess, cool than, you know, I guess it was a point. It, it is crazy, isn't it? Like I can, I remember, like, they, I mean, some of these sneakerheads, they're like, what? 12 13 now <laughs> yeah. i remember being 12 13 I was, I was like i was still into toys and, and figures and yeah. stuff i was playing like, pokemon. thinking about trainers <laughs> hey you can't not play in pokemon like I, I'm, I'm still i think yesterday i was playing pokemon and oh, nintendo yeah. switch like it's uh i don't I, i'm just i'm just a big kid we all have nostalgia don't we and i think that kind of what brings uh, what you were saying there about bringing people back like it can suck people back into to trainers mm-hmm. um because the, you see that pair that's a little bit nostalgic or, or, or something like that. Um, and I, I think having these platforms where you can have these discussions, it also helps to share experiences and educate to a certain degree as well, because um, I, I think everyone has to go through that learning stage of kind of understanding certain silhouettes and things like this. I mean, earlier on in the year, um, obviously we had the, the Bacon Air Max 90 and I definitely wasn't around for the first Bacon Air Max 90. But the reason why I know the stories of that is because you watch things like, I don't know, sneaker shopping and you'll see one of the guests talk about how they have a memory with the Air Ma- uh, with the Bacon 90 or you'll go on to a panel discussion or something like that and they will be and you guys will be talking about how you liked the tuned air for example like there might be someone listening to this doesn't know diddly squat about the tuned air and you mentioning earlier that you really like it they might go and read up on it now and that might then ask them or that might then get them to to, to buy that shoe later on in the year they might jump on stock x or whatever and, and buy that shoe so i suppose it's all about kind of uh, uh sharing experiences and, and sharing knowledge and, and and all of that it helps us all grow to a certain degree but um what what are future plans, mate? I know obviously there's probably certain things that you might not be able to say and kind of keep things to yourself, but uh, but what are some of the the future plans for for you guys with the panel? Um, I want to get events back back up and running. Uh, um, it's just trying to figure out how and when because trying to get just the five of us to sit down and have a conversation about it is like herding cats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to want to we want to get the the events back up and running. 
Um, there's a few bits and pieces that we're that we're looking at with a couple of brands as well. Um, I can't really say too much, unfortunately. Um, other than yeah, I want to get I want to get events back up and running. I want to get people back together again mm. um, and just enjoying kicks. I suppose yeah. back to the grassroots of what you guys wanted to start with. Like you said, if it wasn't yeah, a matter about bringing some fun back into the community and uh, getting people to kind of sit in a room and chat. And uh, well, hopefully it can happen soon, mate. And uh, I'm sure, um, well, Scott living in the back arse of nowhere, I don't know if he'll be able to, to turn will, up if it's London-based. But I'll definitely be there. I'll definitely <laughs> be there. I'm just Wimbledon, so I'll be there. It's fine. But... Um, I think before we end up just going on to lots of different tangents and talking a load of rubbish about shoes, um, I think it's probably time for us to move on to our first segment, which is Shoes Rounds. So before we uh, pass over to Scott as our lead anchor this week for Shoes Rounds, um, just let the listeners know what this segment is all about. Every single week, uh, we spend a little bit of time uh, recapping the latest uh, headlines of sneaker news from Instagram and blogs and various different places. Um, so without further ado, I will have hand over to Scott for Shoes Rounds. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, good news. Good news, everyone. Nike suing somebody again. So, um, <laughs> here we go. So, Nike has put in a lawsuit against another designer, this time being John Geiger. Um, the lawsuit is against his newer model, the GF01, um, which, if you look at images, it does look very, very similar to an Air Force One. I mean, I don't think there's quite anything going about that. In fact, it basically is an Air Force One, except for the swoosh. He's got a J in his kind of, kind of, what, signature, and then kind of up the back. I mean, yeah, it, this is a bit of an iffy one, because it, it is... It is an Air Force One. It really like it. It's borderline identical. However, um, John Geiger's come out and he said that he had made it very clear from the very beginning that the inspiration for this shoe was from Nike. Um, didn't say what model, but obviously it's very obvious. Um, but he also made it clear that it is. It's a designer shoe. It's made from very very high quality materials, high quality craftsmanship, and actually the outsole of the shoe is different. So the outsole of the shoe has been crafted differently um, to ensure that his own personal touches are on there. Um, now, John Geiger is hes a designer that's kind of known for doing shoes in the YouTube space. If you kind of go and have a look at some of the I say bigger names, so if we look at the likes of Seth Fowler, Mr. Foma Simpson, kind of really large names in kind of the YouTube sneaker world, um, they've given big praise for his shoes, in particular the 002. Um, and yeah, I mean... Looking at this shoe, you can see why they've put a lawsuit in. However, this follows on from other lawsuits. Or obviously, the big one being Warren Lotus, um, and potentially even bigger one, the whole little Nas X mischief collaboration that obviously got a lot of heat. Um, it's interesting because Nike have obviously put these lawsuits out against people, in particular designers that are small, but still relatively prominent in certain circles. Um but, you know, if you type into Google Nike lawsuits, there's a lot about them dishing lawsuits out to people. But that lawsuit that went against them from the Postal Service in America can't be found. It's nigh impossible to find dun, that dun, news dun. story. Ooh, ominous. Yeah, ominous. Conspiracy um, theory over here. But it, it, it does seem to be that, yeah, Nike will hand out lawsuits to people that 
are of in a position that they're realistically they're not going to do anything to Nike, but they're in they're just big enough that they might take away some of the shine. And yeah, it's a it's a bit of a tricky one. Um, I must admit, it's so similar. I can see why they've done it, but these lawsuits are getting a lot. <laughs> They're getting that, that's an Air Force One. Mm. It, it's, it, it looks it, like an Air Force One. It, it's yeah, it's almost the same. But then again, I mean, Warren Lotus, other than the swoosh, was very similar to a Dunk as well. Um, but interestingly, and I didn't know this, so in America, there's not actually much um, many laws to protect kind of d- designers from basically having stuff taken away from them and copied. Because in Europe, because there were such big fashion houses such as like Chanel, Gucci, Burberry, all of these, you know, back in the past, laws were put in place that people couldn't just copy their designs because they were a designer. It was theirs. Whereas in America, they didn't really have any of these fashion houses back in the day. So actually, unless something is patented, copyrighted, anything like that, you can quite easily take from others and it not, which is why it becomes very iffy because like Nike if someone copies them, they've got to then say, well, hold up, we've patented this way that we've stitched this leather and they've used that. And it becomes very kind of convoluted and a bit, it's not as simple as just saying it's identical. There we go. Um, So it does make it more interesting. Um, But it's also how all these American companies, H&M, Zara, even things like Shein and Primark, I mean, go into there and look at the shoe rack. And you've got Yeezy lookalikes, you've got Air Force One lookalikes. They get away with it, and there's no lawsuits going their way. But I wonder why. Yeah, they, I mean, Nike are known for constantly filing patents, uh, even for stuff that they don't use. They're, they're just constantly filing patents. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, the first time I saw this, this, this shoe, I didn't realize that it was a uh, John Geiger. And, um, when I first saw it, I was I was a bit intoxicated, and it reminded me of. <laughs> have you seen Superbad? Yes. Where, um, Jonah Hill drops baby Jonah Hill drops the the lunchbox, and it's full of pictures of dicks. <laughs> and that, that's what it reminds me. Of. It looks like two balls in the. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, outside outside of that. Um, I, I don't know what the rules are. I, I thought the rule was there has to be three distinct differences to the the silhouette that it's taking um, that it's taking uh, taking from. But then also as well, have have Nike gone after Bape because the Bape stars? Yeah, this is the thing. thing. That, that was back of, that was a, a X amount of years ago, wasn't it? Like obviously, the Bape has been around now for years. Like the Bape isn't mm. a, a new shoe. Um, and I think maybe uh, maybe from a, a Nike perspective, it might just be that that shoe's so established now mm. that, I mean, it'd be pretty pointless yeah, but... of Nike trying to go after Bape for the Bape still when it's been in production for God knows how many years. But this is what I don't like. It's like, you know, like I said, the Bapester, even if you look at companies like um, Hendersheim, who do really premium shoes and they're never called, you know, Hendersheim times Air Force One they literally take an Air Force One and make it out of incredible premium leather and give it a wood sole essentially um, and make yeah. it I mean they're insanely quality in quality but I mean they're like seven eight hundred quid a, a shoe um, go on end type them in and there's like a Jordan 4 on there there's Air Force Ones there's Forum Lows there's everything but again no lawsuits against them but I do wonder it, it just seems like the big guys bullying the little guys 
Because realistically, if they go after Bape, if they go after Hendersheim, if they go after H&M, Primark, they're big company versus big company and there's money behind both. Whereas if you're going after someone like Warren Lotus or John Geiger, realistically, they're not going to be able to have the power behind them to really face up to it unless they've got a solid claim. So, yeah, I'm... I'm very torn because it's very obvious what he's done. <laughs> it's incredibly obvious. Inspired by Nike is just, I mean, it's identical. But <sighs> I was going to say earlier on when you were trying to tell us the fact that they did, you were kind of like, they have changed the midsole. Like it was almost like you were trying to convince yeah, no, that's, us that's that what it wasn't he said. an Air Force One. <laughs> no, this, I'm no, no, just no, reading what he it's said. It's different. There's, I'm there's, just reading there's what five, he said. There's five rows of eyelets instead of six. Honestly, I've changed it. I promise. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I was just about to turn around and say that I quite liked the shoes until Emil, you said that it looks like there's a dick on the side of it, basically. <laughs> but um, like, sorry, this is all right. John Cena will suck every single one of those dicks if he has to. <laughs> Oh dear! Wow. Um, oh, well, um. <laughs> but anyways, I, I I agree. I think at this stage, um, yeah, it, it's it's just it's. Hey, Scott, Nike keeping us in business right now because if in doubt, every couple of weeks we're gonna have a guaranteed shoes round. Either Travis Scott is gonna get pictured in another pair of shoes, or Nike has sued someone. So mm-hmm. yeah, Nike. Stop suing people, but do it every now and then because it gives us something to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, just just keep some con- just keep some consistency. Like, yeah, I yeah, I don't like it. But I, way. Do you know what I mean? If 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 somebody's just gonna rip off a Nike silhouette, like I mean, you 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 could take off the John Geiger um, logo and you would still see an Air Force One. If yeah. someone's gonna rip, mm. rip it off, you have to expect that type of thing coming. So who knows, he, maybe he did it expecting Nike to to come for him and just sees it as a little bit of- um, yeah. as a little publicity is good publicity, as they say. There we are. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the quality of Air Force Ones and the fact that they've gone up in price from what they used to be 70 quid like a couple of years ago to now, what, 90 quid, something like that. And the quality's got worse. I mean, essentially what he's done is just made an Air Force One from two years ago and changed the swoosh. So, I mean, yeah, it's... Like I say, I do wonder if he's just asking for it, if it is a bit of a marketing publicity stunt. It wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, we'll move on to the second news story, which is... It's, we're still with Nike. Um, but this time it's a bit of a positive spin. I'll, I'll jump on what Matt was like last week and we'll give them a little bit of a little bit of props. Because um, Nike have partnered with a biotech company um, called New Light Technologies for the use of a completely new material. So the material is called Air Carbon, um, and it is a carbon negative material. So the material itself is made of ocean microorganisms that literally eat carbon um, from the air. Like it is, yeah, it's quite amazing. Kind of reading about it, but um, it's basically a substitute of plastic leather um it's already being used at the moment for bags wallets um things like an eyewear um and nike have partnered with them to kind of explore the possibilities of using um the material further in their products so whether this means we're going to start getting shoes and well anything else potentially um i mean it it can't be a bad thing um you know they're looking at if it's going carbon carbon negative um you know for every shoe they make potentially they could yeah actually be doing some good um because yeah it's good um 
I don't know what the material's like, whether it's actually any good, because um, it could be carbon negative, but it could be like paper and it could be absolutely shit for shoes. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like that's say, the big, uh, sorry to cut in there, mate. I think that's the no. big thing. And actually it's one of the things to consider when you see companies trying to make these efforts, because I do think that, and, and I'm definitely guilty of this, we see the likes of Nike and Adidas and things like this invest money to try and do something positive, like mm. create a carbon-neutral product. Um, and we always turn around and go, nah, they should do more. Um, so or, or, or we were always there to kind of criticize, or, or, or maybe they're doing enough in regards to effort, but we might turn around and be like, oh, well, kind of, uh, why do I want this shoe made out of this awful material when leather that you were making two years ago is so much better i feel like sometimes people aren't all in on these ideas like if we are going to make these kind of more or aim to be more um carbon efficient and things like this then we are going to have to expect that materials might feel a little bit different and we might start seeing some slightly different products but uh what's better in that instance having something that's better for the environment or something that feels a little bit better on your foot i know you kind of want to aim to have both don't you but uh y- mm-hmm. sometimes there there will have to be some sort of sacrifices and like i said we don't know at all what this product's going to look like other than this news story that nike are starting to explore these options um mm-hmm. but i do hope if or when these products happen um either a they're good quality or b people take that into consideration that yeah it might it might be an air force one for example that feels a little bit different on foot, but it's going to be much better for the the planet in the long run. Um, what do you think about this story, Emil? Um, yeah, I think it's cool. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I like? I love about it the most. Remember um, back when um, when brands used to compete when when brands weren't so much about the 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 lifestyle side of everything and they were more about the the performance. And brands were like, "Oh, who can make the fastest shoe? Or yep. who can make the lightest shoe?" And now, and they're still doing that with all the Elliot Kipchoge stuff, and and Adidas have got their their trainer with the free bars in it now. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like they're going for who can make the most eco friendly shoe as well, and yeah, like yeah. stuff like that is it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, I must admit, like I remember looking at vegan shoes. Um, you know, my fiance at one point, you know, she's veggie, and she was like, you know, I'm going to try and kind of go do a bit more. So any makeup tested on animals doesn't want anything to do with it great and then she was like you know i'm going to try and not buy like leather and suede so we were looking at like vegan shoes this was a few years ago mind and the only place we could really find them at a decent price was asos and they came and they were fucking awful they were the quality of them was so bad it was unbelievable and she was like i can't do this and ended up just buying normal shoes again because she was like i genuinely cannot find an alternative that is good enough um but now You've got like Adidas doing, they do their vegan selection of Sambas, Stan Smiths, um, Superstars, all that. And then Nike, you know, they have a selection of products that, again, organic, eco-friendly, trying to do more Air Force Ones using recycled materials, which, you know, we were in there and she thought they were fantastic. So everything has come a long way um, and I'm interested. But I guess this is the the real skeptic in me is so far, whenever Nike has done anything remotely towards being eco-friendly or like anything to do positive mental health and all this it's everywhere they scream it from the rooftops this has gone quite under the radar like i only saw it on one website and it just kind of appeared and i was like "Ah." so i'm interested to see what they're going to do with this and whether it kind of 
they follow through or whether it whether it's one that they're like actually we're just going to do this quietly and just kind of get on with it and do it and it's not actually a marketing stunt it's actually we're going to do something proper now or whether it is one of these where it's like what, what were we talking about a few months back with this whole recycled program where they were, you were going to be able to put shoes in and they were going like whatever happened to that well, that? That, 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 it, that was going to be an American initiative, first of all. So we weren't going to see that for a little while. But I do think maybe there's one or two. I think there might be one or two stores where you can do that. The recycle program where. Or it, yeah, no, it, you are right. It did just kind of go quiet afterwards. Um, yeah, for such yeah, big it was, hype, it just went. Yeah, whereas this is just kind of this went. seems quite quiet under the radar. Whether whether that's a good thing or a bad thing yet to be seen. But yeah, it's, I mean, like I say, from what I've read and what I've seen. It can only All be positive, positive. and if, if the material's good, then crack on. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah. On that note, that is that's the news. So on that note, I will pass over to Matt for this week's double up, double down. So in this segment, Matt will look at some upcoming releases in the next week. Pick a double up, a shoe that he really likes. A double down, a shoe that he dislikes. And a sleeper pick, something that he thinks is going to fly a little bit under the radar. So on that, I'll pass over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. Okay, so yeah, thank you very much, Scott. So yeah, it's me this week for Double Up, Double Down. Just before we go into a Double Up pick for the week, um, I do just want to remind everyone that this uh, segment is in connection with at tidy underscore tie-dye. Again, this is not any sort of paid advert or anything like that. Um, we just always love what uh, Mike and Alex are doing over there with their socks. So um, uh, do make sure that uh, you go and check them out. If there are any shoes that you like the look of this week and you want to buy some socks to match, then do make sure that you go and hit them up. But starting on a positive light, as we always do, Scott, um, the double up pick for the week is the Nike Dunk High official basketball. Um, this particular shoe is releasing on the 10th of September for a recommended retail price of £100. And all I'm going to say with this one, Scott, is of course you and I were going to like it because it's corduroy. Um, we are a sucker. We're both suckers for corduroy. I was actually talking about corduroy. The trousers that I ripped at uh, All Points East were a pair of black cords. So maybe I shouldn't be talking about cords right now. But um, yeah, th- th- this particular shoe is absolutely lovely. This shoe is basically a, a, a dunk high that is um, a combination of, uh, with an upper that's a combination of white leather. Um, uh, amazing looking um, corduroy for the, that's navy and the swoosh itself is um, again a lovely looking cord but in uh, kind of like a, a bottle green almost um, the shoe itself uh, being the uh, official basketball um, has a tab um, on the back that basically says um, kind of basketball in big writing I can't remember exactly I'm trying to find a, a, a kind of solid picture that I had it says official Nike basketball merchandise and the whole shoe basically is designed to look a little bit old school um the actual kind of uh patch that it has on the back of the shoe is designed in kind of like a way that you see on like old school um you know you know like the tab you see on the inside of like a, a fitted or a snapback or something like that like you know like kind of a michelin nest mm. style um yeah. snapback it's got that like really cool old school looking tab on there but overall yeah this is th- this shoe's absolutely 
great. Um, I, I know it's very rare for me to say that on a, a dunk um, and where we've had so many dunks um, this year. Um, it's sometimes something like this can get a little bit lost, but I think just the, the materials, the, the colours, the execution, um, this shoe is is absolutely great. So, uh, yeah, massive, massive fan of this one. Um, Emil, what do you think of this shoe? Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I love a bit of corduroy as well, and um, these are sick. There's uh, The, the colourway reminds me of a shoe, and I can't remember for the for love of money what shoe it is, but, like, there's there's definitely a nostalgic feeling there, and it, oh, mate, they're so sick. I, I I do want to know why it says official, why it's called official basketball though. I don't. I was trying to find like a, a link. Um, the the only thing that I could possibly see is the fact that the shoe is designed to look like those kind of old school um, sports. Um, like apparel and clothing so like when i said earlier about the fact that yeah it looks like that kind of mitchell and s stamp you see on the inside of a snapback um it's supposed to look like old school kind of sports jackets and, and sports clothing and things like that so i think the only reason why it's called the official basketball is because that stamp on the back that says kind of official nike basketball merchandise um i couldn't see any sort of backstory that's again uh, it would have been cool if they could sort of like tied the colors into like some old school sports story or something like that like that would have been cool to give it a little bit more um uh, purpose behind it but yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you, mate. I think the, the chords, the patterns, um, everything looks really, really cool. We, I think we've been seeing these pictures for a little while now. I know obviously they were released X amount of months ago. As happens of every release now, we see it a couple of months ago saying coming soon and then all of a sudden it pops back on Instagram saying, oh, coming out next week. But yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of these. Scott, what do you think of these? I fucking love this shoe. It is... <laughs> oh... You know what? I mean, I've said this before. Dunk high in SP is so much better than the low. Um, and you said this is white leather. That was my only concern with this shoe is the fact that I was really worried that all of the white panels were going to be like a suede or something horrible. Or like a nubuck or something. And they were going to be impossible to wear. But if that's white leather with corduroy, this is oh, just amazing. Like it's one of those that I've been playing around um, on the Nike app with the Dunk by Use and doing lots of colorways and I've been messing around and in my spare time bored just making loads and I keep going to press that button but I'm like no I know there's some there's some bits coming out that I really want and then this appears again and the second we saw this we saw this months ago a tease pair yeah. the second we saw it we were like right but the pictures that we've seen now they just look incredible it's corduroy that's a tick. It's a dunk high. It's a tick. It's just beautiful. It, yeah, this is. I'm. I've been quite reluctant to kind of go all in on a lot of shoes recently. Like I've had some pickups where they've been they've been very easy. Like there's been nothing majorly hyped. I hope this is relatively easy to get hold of because it's beautiful. Um, I know it's a dunk high, which they're not as popular as the dunk lows, but it's still a dunk. So, <laughs> yeah, good luck yeah. me. This is one of those kind of dunks that you almost think you kind of see the pictures and you almost kind of like have to remember that it is a standard dunk and it's not an SB. Like you, this is the type of dunk that you saw a few kind of last year, like the Community Garden and things like this, where they could have quite easily, like if it wasn't SB, you would have you've been like oh that, that, that makes sense because it is that kind of style where it isn't just like a be true to the school pack or something like that it's got a little bit of extra kind of flair to I, it 
I'll but, say, like, yeah, I'm not going to say this is going to be shoe of the year by any means because there's so much good stuff. But if I pick this up, this will probably be one of my pickups of the year because I doubt it will leave my feet. Like, it... it that corduroy is going to look good when it's aged as well. Exactly. It's it's one of those shoes that is going to wear. The white leather will be relatively easy to clean up with the corduroy. It will fray nicely. It's just, yeah, it's going to be such a wearable... Oh, just lovely. Yeah, I'm, I want these. I really want these. Scott's excited if you can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a well, moment. Yeah, we, we, I mean, I, I'm going to move on while Scott kind of <laughs> does his thing. But uh, we're going to move on to the double down pick this week. And um, the double down pick for the week is the Air Jordan 1 High OG Prototype. Um, this particular shoe is releasing on again the 10th of September. That is a busy day for, for trainers, the 10th of September, so mark it in your calendars, folks. Um, this has a recommended retail price of £145. And, uh, yeah, this shoe is just a little bit weird. Um, the shoe itself is a real kind of combination of what looks like materials and um, colours on the upper. It's got a little bit of white leather on there, what looks like a little bit of kind of creamy-esque kind of beigey nubuck it's got black on the heel black swoosh with some what i will say i quite like the white stitching kind of adds a little bit of uh, extra something there um, and as you start going up towards the top of um the, the shoe kind of around your ankle you have some blue uh, some kind of royal blue um leather and some more kind of like unc-esque color like kind of a light blue uh, over the top with the wings logo but the funny thing about this shoe is uh, you can see straight away on the pictures it has those kind of uh, cut lines like you know when you kind of see something that you're supposed to cut out it's got those kind of lines of where you can cut because this shoe is one that you can basically cut uh, the ankle portion of the shoe off and turn it into a uh, low um, and that where it, that's where kind of it gets a little bit funky for me because um, I have seen pictures online um, of this shoe cut and it has this kind of like really bright orange foam exposed at the top when you do cut it and of course it's still got a, a high tongue so the tongue kind of looks like you're wearing a pair of cricket pads or something like that um as it kind of goes up your leg but it's just it's just a weird shoe man like this is just it's just one of those shoes that i kind of look at and think why on earth does it exist it doesn't really make sense to me what the purpose is or why it's there but again some people are going to very very much like it and if you do like it then of course that's fair play i i just have to kind of bash a jordan every single week so i thought this is how i do it this week but <laughs> scott how did you what are your opinions on this shoe I don't know. I really don't know. Um, when you sent this through, you, you thought I would dislike it, but I can't. I really can't decide if I like it or not. Because um, I do like the colours they've used. Whether I like them all together, I'm not sure. Um, and this whole idea of cutting it away, it's very... Would you be ballsy enough to cut it? I mean, I don't think I would. Mainly because I really like that blue. I really like the blue they've used, but uh, once it's cut, it's cut. It's not like it was whenever it was, what, a year ago now? There was some kind of images going around of a custom where it was basically like a zip, and you could zip the high did and the low. they release in the end? I thought they um, did release in no, the end. I no, I don't think didn't. they did. There was rumours that there were, but then I think what happened was those rumours kind of slowly became these. 
and it became actually it was just oh. going to be a cut it wasn't going to be a zip or anything because i mean to be fair it looked while it was a cool idea the practicality of it was probably not quite there um i just can't really decide like all the colors and like I say why they've used blue like a really bright blue like a unc and a royal blue on the cut it, it's a very weird mix of colors but I kind of like it, but the thing is, once you cut the top away, like I say, one, you've got a really big tongue, which just looks weird, unless you cut the tongue as well. I don't know. And two, you're just left... the branding. You're just left with a grey Jordan 1 low. So it goes from being quite an interesting shoe to just a grey Jordan 1 low. So I'm I'm really not sure if I like these or not. I just, yeah, I really can't figure it out. Um, They're all right, I guess. I'll just go with that. All right. Well, while you're trying to work out whether you like this or not, um, Amir, Amir, what do you think of these? It, it looks like um, somebody took the the idea for the Union Four, where you could cut the tongue, cut the stitching yeah. from the yeah, tongue, yeah, yeah. And, up, and just gone. Hey, this would be a good idea. Let's do it so that you could cut the whole the whole ankle off. <laughs> and somebody's like, "Yeah, that's a fucking fantastic idea." And then somebody was like, "Oh man, this is going to look shit." But then they were like, "Fuck it, it's too late. Like, let's just put it into production anyway." <laughs> I agree with Scott, man. I think the the color blocking on on the ankle was fantastic, um, but I, maybe maybe if if it was if the whole shoe was that colorway, then it would have been cool. But looking at it from the colors, I'm not a fan, man. Um, I, yeah. I do like shoes where you can where you can customize it, where it's made to be customized. Like and like all of like you know how we've got a. Um, at the moment, we've got there's a massive influx of trainers where you can cut away the panels and stuff, especially oh, on yeah. the, the Mizuno's recently. Oh, they are so good. I was they, well, easily one of my favorites this year. They appeared on Foot Patrol and they only had up to a size 10 and a half. And I was like, oh, I'm what half a size can my, too can small. My feet squeeze? Can I, I literally, it? Yeah. I, I was there, I was like, I don't know how these fit and I'm really tempted. But yeah, by the time I deliberated, they had all gone. But yeah, that Mizuno's oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic, and the funny thing is as well that Mizuno, if you, if you think about it, is an absolute rip of. Um, did you see the bespoke that what that Sean Wotherspoon did yeah. on the Air Max One? Yeah, um, it's a completely complete rip, but it mm. works so well. Um, mm. But yeah, anything where you can customize it, I'm I'm a fan of. Yeah, I just so. I think they they got the color blocking wrong on this. Um, I'm, I agree with Scott. The the ankle color is amazing, but it's just the color blocking on the rest of the shoe. Yeah. Do you think you're going to be walking down Carnaby Street and see someone wearing a pair of these where they've cut just one of them and have oh, like one high, one low? Don't. I can see someone doing that. <laughs> I can see it already. The thing is, it, it, like what Mill said, like, they, you know, I'm sure they were having this thought and they were like, you know, this is a great idea. It's come out shit. And they're like, just sell it anyway. It'll sell. It'll sell out. It's a gimmicky Jordan that people will be like, look, I've cut them like this and now I'm different. Um, it it's it, yeah i'm not sure i mean in general like i say i love customizable shoes um you know i've done i've got the jordan um sb lows that came out what 2019 where you can rip away the panels and it's got you know one of my favorite shoes the offspring 420 where you can dye them yourself i dyed them myself using that recipe book and ooh, ooh that was that was interesting Eventful. i'll tell you what though I'll say this now, they're genuinely one of my favourite pairs I own at the moment. I've worn them so much. Genuinely. They've come out, after wearing them, have come out much better. But again, I'm, I like customising them. I like adding that bit. But this is this custom... Like, it is customising, but you either have it high or low. 
And like I say, or you can have one high, one low. And then you have somebody else like, well, I've got the left high and the right low, but I've got the right high. And it's just, it, come on. It's, yeah, I can't. It's a bit, it's a bit of a naff so gimmick. It, so you, you, you two are kind of semi on the fence slash semi undecided with this one. So we're, we're kind of, we all agree with the double up. We're not all necessarily in agreement for the double down. Hopefully we can all agree on mm. the... Um, the sleeper pick for the week. And sometimes um, with these types of picks, the sleeper pick is a very difficult pick that we do every single week because we typically see shoes that are, um, or weeks, sorry, that everything's trash, everything's really hype, um, or hopefully sometimes we kind of fall in between. And unfortunately, this week is an absolute stacked week for the double up pick, and there really isn't much for the sleeper pick whatsoever. But I've kind of gone for this pick based on the sales of the last couple of pairs because the sleeper pick for the week is the Yeezy Quantum in the Onyx colorway. Um, Again, releasing on the 10th of September for a much higher recommended retail price of £220. Um, This is essentially a triple black um, Quantum. Um, The the Quantum (laughs) intrigues me as a silhouette. Um, I don't know why. I'm not a huge, huge Yeezy fan, but I like this particular silhouette. I think, Scott, when we did our roundup, kind of our sneaker of the year series at the end of last year for for the Yeezy category, the kind of original Quantum colorway um, was our kind of what we thought was the Yeezy shoe of the year. Um, And then obviously we did the the, the categories for other brands as well. for some reason, this silhouette doesn't get as much love as the others. I mean, 350s sell out in a heartbeat, but this is probably a shoe that you're going to be able to pick up maybe even a couple of days later on end. Like, I don't know why, but this silhouette just doesn't sell out. Um, probably because it's a little bit of a difficult wear. I've heard from people that the um, uh, kind of the, the ankle area fits very snug um, and can sometimes be a little bit of a weird one, but... Overall, I kind of like it. Again, I think I'm probably feeling like with this shoe, as you guys did with the last one, I kind of semi-like it, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Amir, what do you think of this one? I think the Quantum is probably the most Yeezy shoe that Yeezy has made with Adidas. Um, If if you were to to pick a shoe from from, from a Yeezy from Nike, it would be the Yeezy one, and then a a Yeezy from Adidas, it would be the Quantum. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I could just imagine teenage Kanye running around on the basketball court wearing a pair of these. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I like them. I, I don't think I would put money down on them. There's just too too much other stuff that that takes my personal preference. But I like them. Yeah. And like I said, it's quite an expensive. I mean, all Yeezys are, are kind of up there in that like one seventy to two hundred pound mark, aren't they? Or one seventy to two fifty. If you look at some of the V threes, uh, the, the, sorry the. 700 like v1s and v2s mm. but yeah it's quite an expensive shoe for something that mm, there's there's too much other stuff coming out um scott what do you reckon on these yeah i mean it's weird because the quantum had so much hype when it like came out and it's just it's All-star fallen weekend. off a cliff yep. massively like the release the rollout that they did out the back of the trucks just everything that the excitement and hype around it was so big and other than that first colorway, they've all, I mean, the excitement died pretty quickly. Um, whether it's the colorways, I don't know whether it's because people got the shoes in hand and then were like, actually, like I say, we've heard from other guests that they're quite a difficult pair to wear. Um, you know, I've never, I haven't 
you know, got a pair. I haven't really seen them in hand, to be fair. But in the Onyx colorway, I mean, it's a good colorway. It was, you know, they did, they've done black 350s. They're great. They're some of the better um, 350s that have come out. The Onyx 380, brilliant. Um, I like that really one. nice shoe. And then, um, and that's, I mean, the 380 is another model that people, it's just gone. Like, people just don't care that much about it anymore, whether it's the colorways again, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a good shoe. It it won't sell out immediately. Like I say, it, it will sit for a bit as they do. But like I say, it's 220 quid. I mean, that's a, that's a big price point for a shoe that's bold, hard to wear. You know, you've got to know how to wear these and what you're going to wear them with when you buy them because you know, it's going to take somebody to pull it off. And it, I mean, we said this on multiple episodes. I feel that like this is a shoe that I see on Instagram and I love, I just love it. One of the on feet pics I see, I think they look fantastic, but I've never really seen them in person and I have no urge to buy them. Um, I love they're quite I, chunky, aren't they? Yeah. They yeah, look cool. Yeah, they're, but... they're, they're, they get really skinny towards the top. Like from what I've heard, mm. like around that ankle is so snug that it's just kind of like, you kind of get the picture of your, your your feet if you were to wear this with the wrong type of trousers um your legs are going to look like golf clubs like big mm. bulky at the bottom and then just like especially yeah. my like stupidly long skinny legs anyways <laughs> but I, I, I do agree with what emil said though like this is i think this is probably the most yeezy yeezy like it's so kanye it's unbelievable like it is just yeah, uh, and to be fair, I'm surprised that we didn't see him wearing them in any of the pictures with the whole Donda thing that was going on. You know, I thought that he might, it would go well. Instead, he was wearing a pair of Predator accelerators. Why he's wearing a football trainer, I still don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, whether Donda will impact anything, I don't know. I doubt it, but yeah, it's cool shoe. But like I said, I'd, I'd probably agree that it's, it is a sleeper. Well, I'm glad that you agree, mate. Um, <laughs> and that, that, that brings us to the end. I think overall what we kind of, we agree on two, we semi-agree on the other. I mean, two and a half out of three ain't bad, is it? Um, but Emil, uh, you, we are now making our way to the final stretch of the Doubled Up uh, podcast. And uh, if you've listened to any episodes before, I'm pretty sure you know what's probably coming around the corner for you, mate. The final challenge, you thought you'd made it out alive. And here in front of you, you now have... The rotation game. Okay, so Emil, uh, uh, like I said, welcome to the rotation game. Um, this is our kind of guest game segment for anyone listening that has no idea what I'm talking about with the rotation game. Every single week, we do a deep dive of our guests' Instagram and we pull out 10 shoes from their Instagram and put them into a series of 1v1 battles for our guests to pick a five-day rotation. Um, Emil, uh, do you understand the rules of the game? Are you ready for the challenge? I do. <laughs> well, um, round number one. That kind of spooked me out a little bit. The way you came very close to the camera as well. I do. It felt like we kind of got married or something like that. It felt a bit weird. Um, yeah, I've got a bit deja vu, man. <laughs> but uh, round one, we have 
Uh, a sh- talking about corduroy shoes um, and talking about a shoe that Scott likes very, very much. One that always seems to come round on uh, uh, the rotation game. We have the Sean Wotherspoon um, Nike Air Max 97.1 versus the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low. The original not the uh, the new one. So I feel like this is probably a, a kind of round that is a, st- a standard kind of recent last couple of years, fairly hype, sh- uh, fairly hype um, rounds. But I think they're two shoes that are just absolutely gone nuts over the last couple of years. I mean, it kind of actually brings us back to what we were talking about earlier on, about how there was that turn around kind of 2017 where we had the the, the 10 and then in the following years we had these two shoes. These are two of the biggest shoes of the last kind of three or four years. So yes, Sean Weatherspoon 97.1 versus the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low. What are you going for, mate? I think I'm going to go for the Weatherspoon. Good choice. I, I think yeah. I was going to say, I feel as if you hadn't, Scott might have been very, very upset right there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 100% great shoe. I mean, that, that that is what I, I really love being Adidas, me being an Adidas fan, what Sean is doing with Adidas at the minute. Um, but I don't think anything's ever going to kind of beat that 97.1. I think it's just one of those shoes that that will be forever his greatest work. Yeah, but um 100%. Moving on to round two, um, I actually mentioned the shoe earlier when we were talking about standard dunks that could probably get away with being uh, SB dunks. Um, and that is the Nike Dunk Low Community Garden um, versus the Instant Skateboards Nike SB Dunk Low. So I think we're going for the standard dunk versus the SB dunk here. Um I really like that community garden. That was one of my favourite dunks of, of last year. And I feel like as soon as the instant skateboard dunk low came out, I didn't see it after that. So it's not one that you really see that often now on social media or out and about and things like this, but it's a lovely colourway. Um, but what are you going for, mate? SB or standard dunk? Uh, it's got to be the instant. Yeah? The, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't see many people wearing no. it. I've only seen I've only seen two other people on Instagram actually wearing it in the UK. Yeah. Three, three other people, um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's a banging shoe. It just doesn't get any love. It's weird as well because again, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It got all this fuss as soon as it was releasing, and again, so many people are. Oh, can you enter this raffle? Me? Can you enter that raffle for me? But it's just one of those ones that I think I think at the end of the year when we are talking about sneakers of the year and things like this. Again, me not saying this is one of it, but if we're putting maybe a top ten list together, someone will go. I think the instant skateboard should be on there. And it's going to be one of those shoes everyone goes, oh, yeah, I forgot that came out. Like, I've, I've completely, that completely went past. Like, people won't consider it as one of the great shoes of this year, but it is, it, it's a cool colorway. It's a definitely a cool colorway. I will say the reflective panel creases like a mofo. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, gone, it's gone into my beta pile. Oh, I mean, um, uh, but it does get heavy rotation. Yeah, there, there are I, worse it, shoes to have in the beta pile, mate. There are worse shoes. That's the one <laughs> thing I was worried. Like when I saw the raffles, I don't think I went in for these, but it, that reflective toe box, it was just one of those where you're like, I'm not sure how this is gonna go. That kind of yeah, the metallicy. I was yeah. It, I feel like it's yeah. quite difficult with that material. Whenever they've used that on anything, it does seem quite tough to. Yeah, yeah, keep keep looking fresh, shall we say? Mm. The rest of the shoes fine. It's just there's like mad creases. Plus, I'm flat footed, so it bends the shoes differently. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know what you're going to get when you when you have a shoe with a reflective toe panel. Yeah, 
No, 100%. Um, moving on to round three then, we have the Air Jordan 185 reverse bread versus the Air Jordan 185 neutral grey. So we have the battle of the 85s. Um, I, I don't think we've ever had these two up against each other. We've had the, the neutral grey featured a couple of episodes uh, over the course of the year. But again, I feel like that 80, that original kind of 85 that was what? Was it last year? Um yeah. Didn't really get yeah. much love. Yeah, Again, yeah. that was one of those shoes that when it came to those sneaker of the year kind of chats, everyone kind of went, oh, yeah, that released earlier on in the year. I forgot about that one. But, yeah, reverse bread versus the uh, the neutral grey. It's got to be neutral grey. Yeah? Yeah. Has, yeah. I mean, the the, rever- the reverse breads, are, they're nice. Um, and I love the fact that they made it out of bulletproof leather. Um, it, I swear that the stuff is indestructible. It, it doesn't crease. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, like my 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 son who 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 crashed the zoom earlier, um, he <laughs> ran past me one time, and it, the way that his foot hit my foot, he hit my foot side on, and I felt him scrape from the top to the bottom, oh. and it was fine. That that was, was because was that was because you weren't buying a Minecraft. That's what that was for. This is basically Minecraft, but. It but, doesn't but cost it's, money. But it's it's not Minecraft, and I paid the Minecraft for you. Now shut the door behind you. You're not having it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. That was tactical. <laughs> <laughs> he made it oh, look accidental, but it was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, but I think my, my only my only issue with the two of them is that. The, the 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 neutral greys. Why didn't they number them? They should have numbered them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I never quite got that. Like that was a big thing for the for the first release. You know, they were numbered. They seemed special. You know, they seemed like a big deal. And I mean, you don't get many eighty fives. But yeah, th- this neutral grey pair was. It was very hyped, and you know, people still love them. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of people still claiming their shoe of the year. Um, whether you know. I don't know. How, to be fair, I haven't seen a pair in hand. I don't know what quality is like or anything like that. But um, they're bulletproof. <laughs> what the neutral grays as well? Mate, they're bulletproof. Mate. <laughs> I've, I've only I'll, seen the I'll lows. The lows that. are lovely. The lows are lovely. Yeah, lows are nice. I, I, yeah, I've, lows not, are I've nice. not actually seen the highs in hand, but um, I mean, it's a colorway that you will be able to wear with literally anything. It's so it wearable. Whether you, yeah, you're wearing cargos, jeans, shorts trackies like that will go with absolutely anything it's gonna sound really weird but the reverse bread colorway even though it's still a bread colorway i think the problem is it's not the bread colorway like it's so close but it's not quite and i feel like that's one of the reasons it like last year it was never really mentioned for shoe of the year or anything if it had been a bread colorway i think it might have been a bit of a different story yeah yeah they missed the trick they completely missed the trick with that well, I'm mm. sure there'll probably be one coming down the future, aren't they, where they're doing one of these pretty much every year, I think, for however many years. I don't know how many are, are actually coming out, but I'm sure we'll probably see one down the line. But um, next round, round four, we have the, um, again, a shoe that was mentioned earlier, the New Balance 1300 JP versus the New Balance 1500 London Marathon. So we've got uh, uh, two kind of shoes that I think maybe not a lot of people will know too much about, one from 2020, one from 2019. But um, 1300, great silhouette. 1500, classic silhouette. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give you a little bit of comfort with your, your rotation <laughs> with, with this round, mate. <laughs> but what are we going for, the 1300 JP or the 1500 London Marathon? 
Uh, it's got to be the thirty nine hundred JP. The um the the storytelling behind the shoe, the um the materials that it's made out of. Um, yeah, it's 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 the fifteen hundred. They they made it out of Halloween leather. What leather? It's like Halloween is like proper premium Ooh, leather. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that, uh, mate. Yeah, they're they're so good. I, I thought so good. I thought that round was going to be a little bit more difficult than that. It wasn't until earlier when you said about shoes that you've been excited and uh, about in recent years, and you said the thirteen hundred JP. I was like, oh, well, I know what's, I know what's winning that round then. But uh, but uh, excellent choice, excellent choice, and um, final round. These are two shoes that we don't get to talk enough about on the podcast, so I thought I'd uh, throw them in. Uh, I don't know if they actually pair up against each other uh, all that nicely, but we'll see. We have the Tom Sachs Nike um, Mars Yard 2.0, one that we haven't been able to feature in this game yet, um, versus the Pata Times Nike Air Max 1 Chlorophyll. Two classics. Well, the the Chlorophyll more than the the Mars Yard. Obviously, that's more recent years, but two shoes that people go absolutely crazy for for um beautiful colorways as well but what, what are we going for are we going for the, the mars yard 2.0 or the uh, air max one chlorophyll mars yard. I, I kind of again putting the two yeah. t- <laughs> i saw the mars yard on your instagram and i spent i kid you not about 40 minutes scrolling through your instagram thinking what on earth can i put this shoe up against that's going to make it hard because in my eyes again that's just kind of the uh the obvious choice to go for the the mars yard 2.0 i think it's a shoe that is um, we, we really, really don't see that often. It's a lovely, lovely shoe. Mm. I don't think anyone realized how iconic the shoe would become as well. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, I was working at Nike Lab when it released, and I remember just being on the shop floor. The shoe was unlaced, and I was just kicking it across the shop floor. <laughs> like, literally wow. just flinging it across the room. Like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, why I mean, was I doing that? Uh, oh, I know, it's, it's, it's a great shoe. Again, I don't think we quite realized how big that shoe would be and obviously the, 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 the um what was the actual version that's now is it the 2.5 that's kind of been wear tested this year or mate is that getting the release or what i don't I, know i, don't, I, I really like that with the kind of black years, on the it? toe the black like rubbery bit on the toe looks good like that kind of addition to it looks really really good but yeah, i don't mm. even know where we are with wear testing at the minute i just at one stage saw everyone trying to apply on instagram and next thing you know i haven't really seen anything else but oh yeah um they, they i know that they put um some content up on sneakers as well didn't they about yeah it. and nike generally won't do something like that unless they intend to release a product so fingers crossed yeah they've fingers been doing the um the diaries haven't they of people yeah. that have been wear testing them so i think there's been two diaries up so far um yeah, and I think, like I said, there may, from what I know, there may be some familiar faces appearing, because um, I know there were some people in the UK that did get pairs to wear test. Um, so yeah. we'll see. Right, yeah. But yeah, there's, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those that beautifully, it's just it came from nothing and became massive. Um, yeah. And like I say, I, I actually, <laughs> you clearly thought they were rubbish at the time, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that they were rubbish. I just you know, I, d- I didn't have the foresight as to as to what they would become. Yeah, I um, actually remember I made a plan for the video for the application for um for the two point five, and the idea was to film my son, uh, setting booby traps around the house like Home Alone <laughs> style, 
and then going through them and then just like getting landed by each booby trap but I, I, I didn't have the time to make it in the end that would have been oh, amazing be, I think for you, yeah that would have been cool you should still make that video anyways maybe maybe if you get a pair maybe when they release and you get a pair that would be a cool little video to, to, to put together but mm. um well, Emil, mate, you, I feel like that was probably the most cool, calm, collected uh, rotation game um, we've done so far, meaning I definitely need to up my game for our next guest. So whoever our next guest is, uh, beware, <laughs> I'm on my uh, my A game next time. But just to uh, summarise what your five-day rotation is, we have the Sean Weatherspoon um, Nike Air Max 97.1. We have the Instant Skateboards Nike SB Dunk Low. We have the Air Jordan 1 85 Neutral Grey, New Balance 1300 JP, and the Tom Sachs Nike Mars Yard 2.0. I mean, you've got some heat, you've got some comfort. I think you're gonna do you're gonna do good, mate, for the week. You're gonna do good for the week. But um, Emil, that does bring pretty much bring us to the end um, of the podcast. I do just want to say thank you again for for joining us. And if it is okay with the two of you, I'm just gonna draw the podcast to a close. So thank you very much for listening to the Doubled Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review, and share the podcast with your friends and family. Follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me, as always, at underscore sneaker teacher. And Emil, roll the red carpet out for you, my friends. Tell the listeners where they can find you, what's going on, where they can follow you, etc. Uh, you can find me at, at MillsGP or over at the panel at thepanel.online. And make sure you get involved with those Sunday uh, discussions and, like I said, get involved with Clubhouse on a Wednesday. But Mm -hmm. thank you very much, guys. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. See ya.